Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. Today, I am happy to bring back two guests to continue the conversation on cultivating purpose and intentionality in life's later chapters. In part one, we talked about conscious eldering as the pinnacle of life. We discussed the conceptual framework and history of entering elderhood with cultural beliefs and shifting worldviews. And as we approach the later chapters of our lives, we have choices that make a big difference in our experience of life, as well as a big difference in the world around us. Today, we are going to explore those choices and a plethora of practical tools and daily practices to grow elder with unique passion, a strong sense of purpose, and continued healthy development. I love that, don't you? I said, grow elder. You can grow elder, not older. The entire conversation is about learning how to grow more whole in our world where we can all thrive. So to grow more old, we're going to talk about growing elder. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, Open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guests. Ron Pevney is founding director of the Center for Conscious Eldering based in Durango, Colorado. He is author of Conscious Living, Conscious Aging. Ron is also a certified saging leader and served as the host for the Transforming Aging Summits presented by the Shift Network. And Dr. Katia Peterson is president of Peterson Argo, Inc. and former executive director of education at the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Katia is an author, motivational speaker, and master trainer. Her experiential work centers around creating safe and effective environments for individuals and groups to recognize their sense of purpose and meaning. And I am really happy to have you both back. Welcome, Ron and Katya. Thank you, Julie. It's good to be back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You know, we just had this conversation a few weeks ago, so our listeners can go back and listen to part one. I would highly recommend it, but we're just going to have a wonderful conversation here and hopefully give our listeners some practical tools and daily practices and just different things that they can do to move into that conscious aging place. But Ron, if you remember, I'm going to start with you. Last time I asked you an important question, um, what does all things connected mean to you, which is our traditional first question. But today, I'm going to add a little twist for each one of you because I wanted to bring that question and this theme of our show into our conversation more directly. So Ron, when considering conscious aging, how are all things connected? Good one, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I, I think that's a great question. Um, there are so many different ways that we can approach that. And I think the first one that comes to my mind is um, uh, an understanding that is really, really important to me, that all of us at all the different points of our lives, you know, from childhood to adolescence to, to midlife to later adulthood to, to elderhood, all of us are connected and have important roles to play in the total well-being of our communities, our families, and our society. And in today's world, all too often, we have forgotten, we've lost sight of the reality that our elders, our wise older adults, have an important role to play, that they are connected, and the well-being of our elders and the giving of elder wisdom is very much connected to the well-being of all the other generations, to the well-being of our community. Uh, uh, we are all connected in a web of, of a mutual honor and mutual responsibility. And I think elderhood, is, the whole concept and the whole reality of elderhood is an important way of reaffirming the importance of older adults as being deeply connected to the world around them and to their communities. Mm. Thank you, Ron. That is, I love this idea that the eldering have an important role and, and elders are connected to our well-being. I'm just, when I listen to you, I'm just going to tell you a brief story. Maybe we can expand on this in our conversation today, but when I was listening to you, I was thinking about a wedding I just went to this weekend. And of course, they're recent college graduates and there was all kinds of college age kids there. I mean, that was the majority of people. And yet the special aunts and uncles attended. This was a family wedding. And mm -hmm. so I'm kind of in that middle generation. And the great aunts of the groom the great aunts and uncles of the groom's parents were there and they played a special role. And I was thinking about that as how, how I felt when they came and when they attended that literally um, their presence did speak to that very topic, that they're connected to our well-being. That wedding wouldn't have been the same without them. So it was a beautiful mm. ceremony. So thank you for that. I love that. That's a beautiful story. Thanks for sharing that, Julie. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. And Katya, I have another little twist to our traditional first question for you. When developing our sense of purpose and meaning in life, how are all things connected? Mm, beautiful question. Um, I think all things are connected at that point of our lives when we um, we allow ourselves to stay still enough to reflect and examine how is our emotional, psychological, and spiritual sense in response to the challenges as well as the opportunities of our aging process. And why is that important? Because I think when we do um, take the time for that reflection, I believe we can actually be courageous enough 
to live with a sense of meaning and purpose regardless of any of the external circumstances that we encounter along the way. And that's how we find that beautiful balance uh, of living life uh, to the fullest by, um, by connecting the dots of, um, you know, what is a challenge and what is an opportunity. How do I reach out to my community? How do I reach out to my support system and stay connected every step of the way so that I can allow that to flourish and to create uh, the space for me to mm. live my life fully? Well, both of these questions do lead into some a fuller conversation. I, I love this whole idea. And I'm, I'm just thinking about this wedding. So I'm going to bring this back to this wedding and thinking about when you talk about the emotional, psychological, spiritual sense of these people, feeling that fullness of, of purpose and meaning. Um, the At the wedding, we all know those who have literally lost that sense of purpose and meaning and kind of how life unfolds at that juncture when you're talking about the um that vitality and that youthfulness and that um wow i'm just i'm just thinking we all know those people who perhaps have lost that so we're going to be talking about choices and i'm thinking about these aunts and uncles who came and I just adore them and all of them have these really full vibrant full-on lives of of purpose and meaning and they're they're going and they're at the age that they have a lot of um probably perhaps challenges in their health and yet um I'm, I'm thinking of the, the ones that drove the farthest. They drove 10 hours from Chicago to be there at the wedding and they just hop in their car and they go. So we're talking about choices today and how that really does impact our life. And you, you two are experts in this field and you're going to, you're doing a retreat this fall. We're going to talk more about that retreat, but how do those, where do we begin with this conversation to explore those choices and how they make a big difference in our lives? So what are some of those choices? And Katya, I'm going to start with you um, and, and go into this meaning and purpose place to begin with, because those choices um, do have a, an impact on not only our lives, but they have an impact on the world around us. They have an impact on our family, and um, we all we all know of stories of those in our lives who are aging and how that does impact that. So, where do you begin with the conversation about our choices, Katya? Well, for me, I think uh, we need to begin by assessing our gifts, as I like to say, uh, assessing um, our not just what our technical skills are or what we have done in our professions, but the wisdom, the experience that we continue to acquire along the way. And then ask the question, uh, how can we share and transfer that experience? 
in that wisdom, especially imagine being at the wedding and you have all these different generations coming together and um, and the opportunity that you have to uh, to be able to share um, that wisdom, right, and the experience. But if we don't begin by assessing our own gifts and our own way of being and acknowledging it and validating and really feeling great about it, um, how can we possibly make it available, right? And um, and one of the the challenges that I hear people having is, um, we it's not about telling someone, it's not about advising, it's not about trying to change the way they behave or thing through judgment. It's about deep listening. So the first step is really assessing our gifts and knowing what we have and be happy to share. And the second one is our ability to listen deeply. And, um, and, and that's a little tricky for some people because um, I think oftentimes when we, uh, we try to practice our listening, we don't practice it by allowing um, others to share where they are, what they think, and for us to be present. Um, I think it's really our ability to listen to another person's story without trying to fix anything or without judgment. And if there is one thing that connects every generation and every human being is the power of story. And, um, and also the deep listening, it allows us to pay attention to different perceptions and different worldviews, not only of others, but also ourselves. So can you imagine if we created a space uh, where maybe around the tables at a wedding, there were questions that encourage people to share their stories. What fun would that be? And, um, and that's how people begin to get closer and laugh out loud and find a connection that is, uh, is absolutely priceless. Mm. That's beautiful, Katya, and I'm, I'm just thinking about um, those conversations. I want to expand on this just a minute because um, at that table, they were, you know, the, the great aunts, let's see, it would be great, great aunts were holding the newborn baby. You know, there was just, there was so much happening intergenerationally, but a lot of times we, I'm going to ask you a specific question that people can may perhaps put in their toolbox. Oftentimes when the elders are in retirement, those in the busy world make assumptions that there's not that meaning and purpose. How, how could we craft those questions that helps them share their stories instead of that assumption that they sit around, they do nothing. Maybe they have hobbies, but their life is meaningless. How would you craft those questions to encourage story sharing? Well, uh, the best way to craft the questions is oftentimes we think that the, the, the richness is in the answer, but truly the richness is in the question. And one question might bring yet another question and another. So uh, the key here is that most of us 
do not always listen with a intent to understand uh, or to have open-ended questions. We listen with the intent to reply. So not only do we have to craft a question that is open-ended, um, but we also have to create the spaciousness to listen, listen deeply and with silence so that we can um, truly understand what the other person is, is saying because they're going to share something that is so uh, beautiful and, and priceless. And then we craft questions in a way that um, allow, it allows us to learn more about them. If we create a question because we want them to, we, it serves us, then we're not going to receive the same information. So for example, here's, here's something that usually people say. So what do you do for a living? That's one of the first things people say when they meet you. And it could be at a wedding, at a party, at a gathering. What do you do? And a better question might be a more inspiring question would be, so what excites you about life? What, what uh, makes you get up in the morning and you can't wait to just start your day? And not only surprises people, but it doesn't put them on the spot that they have to perform or they have to have a certain standard of uh, profession in order for them to, uh, to be listened to or to be accepted. It opens it up in a way that says, I care about you as a human being, not as a human doing. So that's a good practice right there. Mm. Yes, thank you for that. I, I like that. And just so that practice of, of what brings you joy, what excites you about life, what all these, you're so right, we get into that stuckness. So Ron, uh, I'm hearing this conversation, I'm just thinking about not only the, the, the purpose and the meaning, meaning, but the living intentionally. It seems like um, assessing our gifts and learning to to practice that deep listening is both for the elder and those relating to the elder. But what? Tell us more about living intentionally. You know, what's the difference between living with intentionality and living day to day without being goal oriented? Well, I think that as, as we age, there can be value in having a spaciousness in our life where we are not constantly goal-oriented. You know, I think that is, that is one of the gifts of, uh, of this stage of life and, and, and perhaps of, of having retired, you know, from our careers. We have more spaciousness to just be. The problem is that... I believe that built into all of us is an innate drive, an innate call to be growing at all times until our dying day, and a unique and an innate call to uh, be using our gifts to be uh, bringing forth our uniqueness into the world, to be making some kind of a difference, and that call needs to be honored as much as the call to have more spaciousness and, 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 and more just being and savoring. And I don't see how we can honor that call to be growing, 
to be making a difference, to be using our gifts, unless we are aiming for something, unless we have some goals, we have some, a, a sense of a vision of what it is that we're aiming for that will bring us fulfillment and help us to come alive. And having that vision and then being willing to act on it, because it's one thing to, you know, have have a, a, some wonderful visions or hopes or dreams. It's another thing to be willing to take concrete steps to move toward that sense of what can bring us most alive. And that taking concrete steps, focusing our energy, holding this is really important, aiming, that's what intentionality is about. And uh, it, I don't think we are going to just grow. I mean, I don't think we're going to grow or we're going to be able to give our gifts fully or to reach our potential if we just kind of think that, well, just kind of getting through day to day, it's somehow going to happen. Because as human beings, we need to focus our energy. We need to aim in order to accomplish those things that are important to us. And that's what I, that's why I believe intentionality is so important as we age. Ron, I'm going to ask you to expand on the aiming concept because that's a word that we don't normally just hear in um, our everyday life. And I think that that is a real poignant word that not only helps us aim at what your understand our understanding of what you're talking about here that what speak more about aiming versus setting goals going after it like that i love the word share more would you okay um i believe that our aim is um The tar, the tar, put it this way, the target that we aim for, our, our vision, our sense, that deep sense in us, that deep knowing that each of us has, and a big part of conscious eldering is getting in touch with it, um, our knowing what is possible for us, what is right for us, what will bring us joy, what will bring us fulfillment, will help us to serve. Having as clear a vision as possible of, of that, that is the target. And then our aiming is aligning our energies and aligning our priorities and um, uh, uh, aligning the choices we make so that we are moving toward that target as best we can uh, on a regular basis. Wow, I love that. So it, it's the target is what is possible for us, and we need to have a clear vision, aligning our energy and our priorities toward that. Just pausing yeah. into that. Thank you. It is really, it, it's really a beautiful way of moving into elderly eldering is to really look at that that anything is possible and so I want to right after the break we're going to take a break here and we all know those where aging seems to bring out the worst in some and aging seems to bring out the best in others and I've already presenced that with the wedding and I'm thinking about this aiming as a tool to bring out the best in others. I'm going to ask both of you to give us some real concrete and specific tools and resources and practices that we can move toward that way and and 
I know with our listeners, so I'm going to speak for a lot of our listeners. If they're not moving into eldering, many of our listeners have loved ones that are. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, so much more with Ron and Katya. We'll be right back. You're listening to Empower Radio, an entire radio station devoted to your personal development, expanding your conscious awareness, and empowering positive change. Meet our hosts and listen online at EmpowerRadio.com, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, or download the Empower Radio app for your smartphone or tablet. It's free in the App Store, and it lets you listen to our shows and podcasts on demand. Empowering people, empowering change. Empower Radio, online at EmpowerRadio.com. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouth full, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Okay, gang. So, chances are there'll never be an emergency ever, ever again. Mm -hmm. But just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. So, who's going to do what? Anyone? Uh... Yeah, okay, perfect. We'll figure it out as we go. So, who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Ah, good point. So, uh, we all know who to call if something happens then, right? I'd have to call Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and Bruce. And I will try to call all of you, but Greg doesn't have a cell phone. Dad's phone will have a dead battery. No doubt. And Julie will be on the phone with Jill, Devin, and Melissa Karen and Bruce. Well, this is great. <laughs> I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw. While holding a newborn baby in your arms. When face-to-face with a congregation of alligators. With the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line. There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text. And together, we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Empowering you for a better life. Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. 
Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. Get connected in one of my private groups or individual programs. I invite you to be more conscious, courageous, and compassionate as a co-creator of the beautiful world we want to see. You can check out those opportunities at juliecrawl.com. And today I'm here with Ron Pevney and Katya Peterson. Katya, I'm going to ask you first, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Can you share your website? Um, yes, actually, they they can get. Um, I can share um, my email even because they can write to me directly. I will be thrilled and delighted to respond. And uh, that's my full name, no space, all small letters. Katia K A T I A Peterson P E T E R S E N at mac dot com. And um, I will be delighted to direct them from there to uh, any information and archives uh, that they, uh, they would like to receive and even to have a beautiful conversation. Mm, nice. Lovely. Thank you, Katya. And Ron, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Well, people can email me at ron at center for conscious. Eldering, E L D E R I N G, Center for Conscious Eldering.com. And our website is Center for Conscious Eldering.com. Wonderful. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I am just um, really feeling a delight during the break thinking about the 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 picture that we've painted of Eldering. To me, I'm like really feeling um, a joy about the, the potential and w- whether we have loved ones or whether we're moving into that stage in life, there are a lot of, of ways, ways that, that we can move into conscious eldering like we've talked about here. So let's begin and I'm going to begin with you, Ron. Um, um, maybe you can help our listeners understand are there practices, are there other specific practices that may support this continual growth and unfolding that we talked about in these later years? We all know those who have just given up. We know some who aging has brought out the worst in them. And we really want to bring out this beautiful energy that we're talking about and this aiming. So what practices might support this continual growth? Well, I'd like to share the the practice that I think many people who participate in our workshops and retreats find um, perhaps their number one most important takeaway. It uh, very much is about intentionality. And I'll just take a couple minutes, try to be brief here uh, to to paint this picture. We all know uh, of the concept of the bucket list. And the bucket list for most people is that exciting adventure or that exciting trip or going hang gliding or doing some incredible exciting thing before they die. 
And that is aiming. I mean, people, for most people, I think if, if, if that is really an important thing, you know, that, that bucket list item, people will do their best to find a way to accomplish that. So let's expand that a bit. Instead of just thinking about our need for an exciting experience, there is great value in thinking about all or many of our other needs as human beings. Just briefly, we need healthy relationships. We need a healthy body and mind. We need purpose and service to others. We need pleasure and excitement. We need to be continually learning new things. Uh, we need a strong connection to our inner essence, our spiritual dimension. We need a, a, a healthy relationship to the natural world. Those are all parts of various of our needs as multidimensional human beings. And so we can begin a process of, of looking within and getting a sense of what it would look like if we were, as we age, meeting and filling various of these needs. We can get a sense, for instance, of, of for each of us, what would it look like as I age if I have really healthy relationships? Or what would it look like if I really have a strong connection to my spiritual essence? We can begin to get a, a sense of what that might be, a vision for ourselves in that situation. And then we can create intentions around that. And I'll just give a couple of examples on on the theme of relationships. As I think about that, and I think about what I need as I age, it's real clear to me that I need, and I know that my wife needs, to somehow be involved with community, with a community. That is clear. We just feel that. And so I created an intention that says, as I age, I intend to have true community in which to grow and play and learn. That's important to me. That's on what I call my holistic bucket list. And so I have got that written down in a special place where I have several intentions on a, a special place in my home that I consider sacred where I go for inspiration. I periodically look at that. I reflect on it. I envision what it will be like to be in community. I don't know what the form's going to be yet, and so I have some action steps I'm going to take to help me move toward that target. And one of them is that I've visited co-housing communities. My wife and I are reading the Senior Co-Housing Handbook. We're talking to people who live in other kinds of community. We're taking some concrete steps, and I continue to keep that goal in mind for that one part of my well-being, and I have strong intentions, and I'm moving toward that. And so if we have intentions for various of the aspects of our humanity and how we can fulfill them, and if they're really important to us, and if we're moving toward them, we're aiming high and moving intentionally, then we're going to find that we end up having this very rich, what I call a holistic bucket list, and we're continually moving toward the fulfillment of our dreams. We might not reach them all exactly like we envision them, but at least we know we're moving toward them, and there's incredible fulfillment and a sense of empowerment in doing that. Mm. Thank you, Ron. That list was so 
beautiful. It was very comprehensive. And I'm before I move on to Kati, I just want to presence. I wanted to go, yes, 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 as you were talking through all of them. And the one that stuck out that I would really love for you to speak more about before we move on is the healthy relationship with the natural world. I I love your example of community, but can you speak more? Because I couldn't agree with you more that having a relationship with the natural world is essential. What can you add to that? Well, I'm I know that you are right. It is absolutely essential for for our well-being, not just elders, uh, people of all ages. Certainly very, very, very important to elders. And it's all too easy, I think, as we age, especially if we end up having mobility issues or issues like that, to find that we spend more and more of our time in human-created enclosures and less time in nature. And so I I I have spent time a lot of time uh, thinking, well, as I age and as I, I, as I may lose certain abilities, what would I want that, what would I want it to look like though, having that kind of a relationship? Well, what's the vision that comes to mind? And for me, just a couple elements of that are that I envision as long as I possibly can being able to stand in flowing waters and fly fish for trout. I mean, that is just an important part of my vision. I may I may hobble, I may need help getting there, but that's important. Another part of it I envision is walking with my grandchildren and 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 showing them nature and doing a little what you know, maybe a lot of your listeners have heard the term forest bathing. Just immersing yourself in in quiet, meaningful sensory experiences in nature. I envision that, and that's an important thing that I want to shoot for, and I'm going to make sure I'm going to do the best to have that happen because I know that my well-being depends upon it. My grandchildren's well-being depends upon it. Uh, I can't imagine growing into the wholeness of elderhood without having that kind of a connection to nature. Beautiful. So just to summarize before we move to Katya, I want to just bring this back into a prescription of here that create your intention list, like Ron is talking about here, and then envision those intentions. Visit them daily. Really envision it. What would it be like when I'm fulfilling this intention? And then allow that to move fluidly in your life that you're literally aiming toward that with focused energy. Beautiful. Ron, thank you so much. And Katya, I just want to move to you for any other practices that you want to add that will support the continual growth and unfolding into our eldering years. Uh, Yes, Um, I would like to add a little bit more about the intentionality that Ron so beautifully described to us. Um, I think that in order for us to experience what it really feels like to be alive, we need to intentionally show up. In other words, we need to choose to be present because that's the only way we will be able to access our resources, the, the presence of other people, our ability to communicate or to build those beautiful relationships that Ron was talking about. So deliberately, intentionally choose to show up each day. Uh, The next one is our ability to pay attention 
to what has hard in meaning to us. Uh, what opens us up to, the, to what is happening around us, our heart, our sense of gratitude, um, our acknowledgement uh, and validation of who we are as human beings, and uh, what allows us to continue to thrive and grow, regardless of our chronological age. Um, and the next one that I like to share is our ability to be flexible. It's important and essential to have a plan that helps us to aim towards a life well lived, but we also need to allow spaciousness for the unexpected because that way we're not so attached to the outcome to the point that we get disappointed or discouraged or we give up on something that truly does have meaning for us. So have a plan, but allow the spaciousness for flexibility. Um, the next one that I love to share with uh, our people uh, in, our, um, in our gatherings is live a life as designed by you, not what is expected for, uh, for you. Because oftentimes that's what happens. It's like, um, I wish I could do this. I wish I had done that. I wish I could travel. I wish I could go and be more active in the community. And the question I often ask is, what holds you back from doing what you really wish to do? And who, or is it what, or who is holding you back? And it might not be because someone else is telling you this, but because somehow, um, consciously or unconsciously, we feel that um, it, this is now what people expect of me. So live a life as designed by you, not because of what is expected of you. And, um, and something that my grandmother taught me every step of the way, she used to say to me, Katya, follow your intuition and don't be afraid to live your life in a way that makes you feel complete. And, and that was such a great gift that she gave me early on in my life as uh, my elder my mentor, my incredible wise grandmother, um, she challenged me to be able to ask the right questions and not be afraid to speak my truth and to follow my intuition and to, as she called it, we didn't use the word mistakes, she used to say, lessons learned. So if something did not turn out exactly the way we meant it to, let's try again and take whatever served as well and allow ourselves to let go of what's not serving us. So we can move forward. And that's, um, that's how we learn to live life without regrets. And that's one of the last practices that I love uh, to share. Um, living life without regrets requires a lot of courage. And what I mean by that is we, we have all gone through many, many experiences in our lives and will continue to that we didn't necessarily uh, care for or we don't want to talk about uh, very much. And yet, every experience, every um, uh, opportunity that we have to grow because of it, it only allows us to become more, more whole. And isn't that really part of elderhood as we're stepping into 
the beauty of the next chapter of our lives. Mm. Julie, can I add one uh, one piece to this? Sure, absolutely. I think that what Katia and I are talking about, you know, this aiming, this intentionality, very much requires having a strong life force, a strong energy flowing through us that that supports us and keeps us motivated and, and helps us to move toward our goals. And I think it is really important, if we're going to have this strong life force, that we make the choice. This is a choice we have. We make the choice to take a look at those things, those aspects of our life that are numbing out our life force. You know, the habits, perhaps. Uh, the kind of images that we take into uh, into ourselves all the time. Um, addictions of various kinds. You know, things we do that are just almost habitual for us that don't build our life energy, that rather sap it. And that's one of the choices we have. We can take a, take a look at what saps our energy, and we can make the choice to begin as best we can, slowly but surely, to remove it from our lives, while we end up replacing that with things that are life-affirming and that are energizing. And the more of the, I think one of our, our challenges and uh, opportunities as elders is to become more and more aware of what really brings us alive and what stands in the way of coming alive and making the choice to embrace aliveness and to remove things that numb us as best we can. Oh, that's so important, Ron. Thank you for bringing that into the conversation. And, and Julie, if I can, if, if I have one second to add to what sure. Ron just said. One of the things that it took me a while to uh, understand what my grandmother was trying to tell me was, in terms of the power of choice, she, we have this little tradition in Cyprus where if you want to enter a space um, with the more, utmost positive energy, um, you have to enter it with your right foot. When you get out of bed in the morning and you begin your day with intention, you make sure that you get up with um, the right attitude. And, and the, the, the key word here is right, your right foot, your right attitude and such. And she truly believed that we were all capable of making that choice as we began each day because the rest of our day would follow accordingly. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You, both of you are speaking such um, encouraging words for our listeners. I'm thinking about the words choice and designing our life. You're really asking us to co-create our life with intention, with purpose, with meaning, like literally um, taking responsibility and not being victim to life. So this is really gorgeous. And I just want to ask one more um, question off of this topic before we come to a close today, because many of us, we fall into this myth. I'm going to say we fall into a trap. I'm just guessing. I'd love to hear you guys as experts on this speak that this word legacy comes into play. And then there are those who really invest at aiming toward 
that legacy. And then there are those that say a legacy is this great big thing and I haven't done anything with my life and I, you know, so I'm not going to leave a legacy. But how does the role of legacy is, is, is it important to, to know what our legacy is or will be in this conscious aging, conscious eldering journey? Ron? Well, Julie, I think legacy and conscious eldering are very much, are very much tied together. Um, I think that it's important that we let go of the idea that whatever legacy we have created is, is something we've created throughout our work lives. And then when we retire, our legacy building is over. Legacy, as I see it, is the mark we're going to leave on the world, the mark we leave on others, what people are going to remember about us. And for a great many of us after so-called retirement age, there's going to be another 10, 15, 20, 30 years in which we can, we can touch others in some very profound ways. And a lot of that depends upon our commitment to our own growth, to letting our light shine, let our, our wisdom out. But there's a whole legacy of our elder years that I think is an important gift that we can give to the world. And, uh, God, I encourage us all to believe that until our our dying day, we are making a difference, or at least we can make a difference in others' lives. We are leaving a legacy. Mm. Thank you. Katya, do you want to add to that? Oh, I would love to. I, I really, when I think of legacy, I think of that beautiful uh, inner spark that we all have, and uh, elders uh, still have that fire in their belly and that spark in their heart, and they want to be seen and heard and feel useful and uh, be able to contribute in a much bigger way. And um, and that doesn't mean it has to be, um, you know, financially. It's more about those treasures, those special moments that we mindfully uh, capture each day, uh, where we intentionally create the space for ourselves to, to share with one another and to have the conversations that matter um, and to listen deeply um, and to stay connected on every level. Um, I, when we experience that kind of presence and that spark, there is no way that uh, that legacy is not going to continue to shine for years to come. Mm. Thank you. Thank you both for really simplifying the idea of legacy and and showing us the value and importance of it. Because I think so often we think, like Ron said, we tie it to our career and our work. And, and then it's like um, you mentioned, Katya, also the finances. Like it's, it's something that, you know, we've, we give to the hospital and put a wing on it. And so it's really more simple and, and down to earth and about that essence of who we are. Thank you for that. So we have just a few minutes left in the show. I'm going to give you each a couple minutes to kind of speak whatever I'm sure there are things that you want to say that maybe I have not 
asked the question that's evoked that. So I'm going to start with you, Ron. Is there anything more that you want to say that we haven't covered? Do we have several hours, Julie? <laughs> <laughs> well, just what comes what comes to mind, and this builds on the last thing that we just heard. Um, I admire David Brooks a lot, and you know a lot of a lot of your listeners know David. Uh, David Brooks is a political pundit, but I think more than that, he is a wise man who understands human nature. And uh, in his book, a uh, new book, The Second Mountain. He really talks about the difference between uh, resume virtues and legacy virtues. Resume virtues are the things that we can stick on a resume when we're looking for jobs. But legacy virtues are the things that people are going to talk about, how they remember us, the difference we made in their lives. Uh, you know, especially, I think, in, our, in the elder years. And we have a wonderful, wonderful opportunity in in our elder years when most of us are not uh, uh, absorbed in putting all our energy into our work lives. We have the opportunity to develop those qualities in us, those legacy virtues that are such a wonderful gift to the world, such a wonderful shining light. And we have the time and the opportunity and uh, uh tons of resources to support us in developing all those wonderful qualities in ourselves that just can shine into the world and touch so many other people. And uh, uh, I think elderhood is a time for the development of legacy virtues. Mm. Beautiful and inspiring. Katya, is there anything more that you would like to share with our listeners that we haven't talked about? Um, well, in, if you're not familiar with the book, The Three Secrets of Aging by John Robinson, uh, one of the things that I love that he shares is that for most elders, the initiation of aging remains incomplete uh, because we fail to acknowledge that we're crossing a threshold to a new experience, a new land of, that uh, aging is a place where we have never been before. That does not mean that we can hold ourselves back by feeling that uh, we're being mystified by what is this. And uh, one of the, the things that Ron and I are passionate about is demystifying what it means to become an elder. And, and it truly is an extraordinary phase of our lives and a profound transformation of ourselves, our consciousness, our spirituality, and more importantly, our interconnection to all the things that matter to us at this point of our life. So if we look at that and the choices we have and, uh, and celebrate fully and ask the question, is Am I living my life as fully as I wish it to be? Everything can change, and the possibilities can continue to open up for us in ways unexpected and beautiful. Mm. Thank you both for joining us today. This conversation has been so intriguing to me. Thank you both. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure, Julie. 
You're welcome. And listeners, they are having a hosting a retreat this fall. If you're interested, you can find out so much more about what they're doing. Check out centerforconsciouseldering.com. You'll get the information about the retreat there. And I want to leave you with some of Ron's words. All life asks us as elders in process. Let me start over. All life asks of us as elders in process is that we commit to growing into our very best selves, nurturing the many facets of our precious lives so that as we grow and bloom, we are gifts to a world that urgently needs truly alive and whole human stewards. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.